I was there. I don't have to listen to it. This week's show because it was a disaster. When you live in a beach resort, it's easy to forget whether you are playing or working. On each week's show, we settle in with a cocktail and try to figure out if there is a difference. This is Day Drinking on Delmarva. I am Todd from GoodCleanFunLife.com. And I am Tony Russo, no relation, and you're listening to Day Drinking on Delmarva, a podcast about life and culture on the Delmarva Peninsula. Todd drinks because he gets to live here. I drink because I have to live here. I am paralyzed by all the things that I want to say and just also <laughs> can't be bothered to say. Yeah. And so that makes the... Uh, the, the 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 gin prices go up here on uh, on Delmar. It's been a great week. All sorts of cool stuff happened this week. Um, I've been watching the the Mets, and that's that's just been brutal for me. Um, it's going to be a long two weeks. But before we get to the show, we are going to get to our um, promotions. Our promotions are um, sponsored by local businesses that we like, and they're us. <laughs> If you if you want to be a local they're the only businesses that we like. <laughs> Not the only businesses that we like. You know what? They're the only businesses we can speak honestly about. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Unless we're going to speak negatively, then we can speak <laughs> honestly about all of them. Um, but if you want to be a business we talk about, reach out. What, what do we care? We'll 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 promote you. Um, but this week we are sponsored by um my me and my book, uh, dragged into the light: Truthers, Reptilians, Super Soldiers, and Death Inside an Online Cult. Um, it's a book. You can buy it. You can get it on every place you get audiobooks as well. If you're interested in the audiobook, I would like to encourage you. I, I'm i sorry, Todd, did you listen to the audiobook? I'm sorry for not knowing. And no. Not knowing if I'm, I said, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, it to you? I haven't listened to it. No, you haven't sent it to me, but I would love for you to send one to me. Oh, I will but send I also, it to you. But I also want to support you. So. No, 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 no. Let me let me send it to you so you so you read it so you so you listen to it and then you can plug it next time or the time after or whenever you get finished with it. But one of the upsides, if I can pat myself on the back a little bit, is I my voice comes through even better when I'm the one saying the words that I've written. Is I think the best way to put that. Yeah. Um, because I can put a little bit of extra oomph into the words where you that, know it needs to be yeah yeah and uh, i i think it came off well people who know me who have listened to it have quite uh, they've 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 all said i i you you did a good job i guess they, they've all they've all quite liked it so um yeah if you're interested in and that the reason that i'm telling you that is because if you're a spotify person i think either now or in the very near future you'll be able to listen to it on spotify i mean oh, you'll cool. still have to buy it i don't know if you still have to buy it um check with your uh t- check your local listings um but yeah so dragged into the light truthers reptilians super soldiers and death inside an online cult by tony russo it's a look at the sherry shriner reptilian cult and all of the madness that it brought out in all of the people including me who got involved yeah any any fun um culty stuff that have, has come up recently with around Sherry Shriner or any of the other not around Sherry Shriner. I do get it was on television, I guess, recently. So I was in it. I was on a television show. If you're a new listener, um, they made two television shows about Sherry Shriner and I was featured heavily in both of them. 
And I can tell when they're on television because I'll usually get like mm-hmm. a new follower with like a weird picture on Facebook or Twitter, or I'll get an email. Um, I've been going back and forth with this woman who um, who's being gang stalked and she wants me to help her. Um, mm. And it's like, it's not, I'm, this isn't, I'm not the A team. <laughs> <laughs> If yeah. you if you quack quack squ- squad of commandos, if you need help and nobody else can help, neither can I. <laughs> if you have a problem and nobody else can help, don't call me because I can't. I mean, I can write about it, but you know, at this point, people people just want me to like, hey, yeah, you should make a book out of my story. I'm like, and mm-hmm. and then what? And and then and then what do we do after I make a book out of your story? Yeah. So it's uh, it's. It's depressing. I'm actually I'm actually going through a a, a mild uh, depressive bout um, because of you know a couple of insights that I've had about about writing lately. Um, but I don't want to talk about that. It's just depressing. <laughs> Each week we also talk about one cool thing that happened to us because we lived here or because we work here. We call it one cool thing. And I'm going to give Todd a chance to talk for a second and have a sip of my coffee. We're sponsored by our drinks. My drink is coffee. My drink is bourbon. Uh, I wonder if it's a good sign or a bad sign that I drink bourbon out of the same glass and it now it's starting to get discolored around. I wash uh-huh. it, but I'm the only one who uses it and pretty much exclusively for bourbon. So I feel like that's the cigarette stain on, you know, like right, yeah. on my fingers or something. I'll be uh, back off the wagon, by the way, for next week. This is my last week babysitting in the middle of the day on Wednesday. That's quite all right. We don't uh, we don't judge. Although it is day drinking on Del Marva, it's not a requirement, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, but it's a good reason. It's a nice excuse. I gotta I gotta be honest. Yeah. So uh, my one cool thing actually goes back. We missed last week, but uh, I I feel that it's worth mentioning. Uh, they had the end of season party up in Dewey Beach. This is a party that's thrown by the Dewey Business Partnership. That basically is uh, a thank you to the uh, townsfolk, the property owners. It started as, you know, just basically uh, some some hamburgers and hot dogs and a few beers on the beach with a, a little live music for the people who live in Dewey Beach and or own property in Dewey Beach, you know, because it uh, it goes from zero to a thousand there. In fact, Natalie and I recently had a conversation about how difficult it might be to live there because this time of year is so amazing. You're it's quiet, it's beautiful weather. The beach is right there, the bay is right there. Uh there's still, you know, a lot of access to great restaurants and stuff like that. And then summertime is is what summertime is and it's it's mayhem and and uh, in fun and chaos in a, del- in a delightful way. And I, uh, you know, it, that, that is a transition that's probably not easy to make all the time, you know? Yeah. I, so I grew up in a, I grew up in a beach town before it became, um, popular. Um, it's actually only become popular since Sandy in the, in the last whatever, 10 years or so mm-hmm. there is, a and then you know what and i was a kid i don't think that i would take a house in dewey beach to live in all year for free 
Yeah. I don't think, I mean, I, I would, I mean, I, maybe I would lease it out in the summertime, but I mean, I'm, I don't have, I don't have the constitution for that as it is. Yeah. I, I have been all, I've been touristed out since my sixth year at the Bayside Gazette, you know, that yes. I, I, I've burned out on being nice about the beach in general. So maybe I'm not the, maybe I'm not the guy to ask about that. It, it can be, and you know what it is. And we've, we've talked about this and we actually used to have a feature, um, like, uh, like a, how do you know, how can you tell a tourist feature? I don't know if you recall yeah, when we, yeah. when we did that. And, you know, one of the difficulties dealing with, uh, one of the difficulties dealing with, isn't the word I want, um, surviving around of living in a place where there's tourists people just leave their manners home when they go on vacation yeah they, they forget that i am not the hotel bus boy you know i'm just a dude on the street yes and they can't tell the difference between the people that they're paying to serve them and the people that they're sitting next to on the beach and they don't and they don't care to make that distinction and, you know, it is like, you know, a lot of times people are like, I don't want to be the, the ugly American, you know, when you travel abroad. And I'm like, yeah, probably the, the ugly American when you travel you know, domestically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just it, it's and it and it hasn't. I know this makes me sound like an old man, but I don't think it has gotten better. We there is a tourist entitlement that goes beyond even like old white guy entitlement and oh yeah the amplification of that in the last five or six years has been heartbreaking i guess well the, you know heart, heartbreaking is a good way to put it and we have a lot of friends in the in the restaurant industry and restaurant industry in a beach town like dewey or ocean city bethany lewis where you know wherever you are is uh you know it's like even that even even that much more heightened, even that much more. Right. And, and I do think that in recent years, uh, since COVID it's it, a lot of people will say that it's gotten worse in terms of the tourist entitlement and, um, you know, people wanting things. I don't know. I guess you spend a year at home and, or two years at home. And when you finally decide to go back out, you, like either you've forgotten or you expect things quicker or, you know, this is something, if I can interrupt, I'm sorry. I, I already interrupted. That's why I said, I'm sorry. <laughs> something I noticed in Williamsburg when I was working in Williamsburg, Virginia, which is a fucking pit. Mm -hmm. um, there are, we had, we were a really low rent hotel. Maybe that didn't help my, and these were people who had saved every, they came with $1,000 or whatever. Yeah. They were spending kind of the last of their fun money. And so they showed up already angry because they didn't have as much as they thought. And I think that as, you know, as the economic squeeze kind of comes on, that is, that is part of it. People, people are already anxious because they're, they want their money's worth. And yeah. they don't know that their money isn't worth what they think it's worth until they get there. 
Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's just been amplified, you know? And I think, I, I, I mean, the, the people who work in the restaurants, you know, when it's the, when it's your living, I mean, I do really shitty, I have to do really shitty stuff that I don't want to do as a writer, but I like being a writer so much that, you know, the shitty stuff is, is kind of the payoff. And I, I feel like it's a lot like that in the restaurant business. Like the highs are worth. Yeah. The, I, it, you know, like, uh, you know, this was not one I was going to talk about. We had a, an amazing conversation just last night with Matt Kern, who's the chef uh, at One Coastal in Fenwick Island. This is a this is a guy who's, you know, a two time James Beard Award winner, uh, just a really talented guy. And him talking about, you know, he's he's uh, getting ready to go fly fishing for two weeks in a secret spot. He he's got up in, in Pennsylvania. And I'm like, Oh, that's great. You know, get away. And he, you know, he, he mentioned how, how much he loves it and how much he, you know, grew up, uh, you know, becoming, you know, uh, <laughs> a slave to it. And he's like, well, I'm going away after working, you know, six days a week, 12 hours a day for the past, three months, you know, right. and I think to anybody else, that is the sort of, um, you know, hustle that's associated with like a stockbroker or, you know, or, or something, I don't know, eighties power suit, you know, right. Kind of, kind of mentality. But the, I mean, there definitely is, um, uh, a, a different, a different type and a different breed. And I, you know, we, doing as much work as we do with bars and restaurants, uh, always can consider ourselves, uh, at a minimum industry adjacent, you know, we don't have to work those long hours, long days. Um, but it is, uh, you know, it's, it's very refreshing and inspiring, uh, to sit across from a guy and have him talking about, uh, how tired he is, but at the same time, how passionate he is and how it's developing into something that is, you know, for him, this is, you know, not working for somebody else. This is working for himself mm -hmm. and the importance of, uh, you know, treating his people, uh, right and, and creating a family and, and all of those things. And I, there's, there's fewer and fewer industries where I feel like that is, um, you know, where, where you really develop a, a bond like that. Mm. But, you know, that's something that we've always really appreciated about it. I derailed your whole story though. You were talking about having fun over <laughs> last week. Well, and, and I, you know, so all of the people who uh, live in and around these areas, um, you know, they deserve a little bit of the appreciation too. And, and, Somebody like uh, Monty, who uh, who owns a Starbird and and created the uh, Dewey Business Partnership with other business owners in the area, really fe feel it's important to you know make sure that everybody's uh, getting their proper due. The interesting thing is is that it started as something for the business owners and has now morphed into just like another great thing that they do for the community. So people, you know. It's not all for the business owner or uh, property owners anymore. It's you know it's a uh, it's a big party. They have it on the beach. They wheel a big stage out on the beach and have Brian O'Boyle or 19th Street Band or any number of the the great uh, you know Mid Atlantic acts that come through play uh, and yeah 
food and drink and 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 good times. So it's a uh, it's a neat thing, uh, and it's a uh, I think a I think a really necessary thing for uh, for the community to kind of take a breather after after yeah. the summer. Well, that's uh, that's how the um, I, I don't I don't know if you've been yet to the uh, end of summer the the funeral in uh, mm. where is it in Lewis and Rehoboth someplace like that. Yeah. Is it? No, is we, it, it's not in Dewey. It's in Rehoboth. They do a they do an end of the summer funeral. They have a casket and they carry yeah. the. And it really started as like you know twelve people just blowing off a little steam with the summer's over, and it ended up extending, extending the season. Like people are like, well, I'm going to stay till Wednesday because I want to go to this funeral on Monday. You know that the right. idea was you'd have it on a Monday when all the tourists were really gone. And, yep. you know, one guy stays late one year and word gets out and now it's this monster thing and you still can't get a room. And it's like, well, it's not what we were going for, but, you know, we'll mm-hmm. take it. Yep. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, my one cool thing this week, um, there were there were so many. I just wanted to talk about. Um, I was I'm not going to talk about the cremation thing. I want to talk about Dougie Doug. Um, because it's, it's been two or three weeks and it's something we keep forgetting to talk about. And I'm not, so a Luddite. Should I put, should I put up the, uh, the email? Oh, if you have it. Yeah. That would be fantastic. If, if, if anyone would like to see it, um, <laughs> the, the email, the email reads that I got from you on, uh, Monday at 6 50 AM. Not, uh, back at September 12th and the, the email reads breaking news. I just discovered that Dougie fresh is a black dude and not one of the beastie boys. <laughs> I don't know who would appreciate this more information more. And, uh, <laughs> pre-show back when, uh, this came first came up, I had mentioned that both Natalie and I got a real good, uh, real good chuckle on that Monday morning that set us off for the whole week. Just, uh, just well. <laughs> and it's, it, it was so strange because I don't really pay. I've never really paid attention to pop music, even when Dougie fresh and the beastie boys were popular. I don't, yes. were they at least popular at the same time? I'm uh, Dougie fresh was a bit before uh, beastie boys. <laughs> okay. To my, as my recollection. That's yeah and i'm not i'm not a luddite i'm not like i don't want new stuff i'm not you know i'm not like anti-technology or anything like that it's just that the the rap movement passed me by it didn't it didn't appeal to me and it didn't appeal to me for like pretty particular pretty particular and i swear to god not racist reasons Mm -hmm. um First of all, the music didn't it didn't appeal to me. Maybe it maybe because I'm too white. Um, but then there was this there was this surge in popularity where also all of my little and really, you know, we are talking about the 1980s, so yep. little white friends were just, you know, crazy about this music and it was like I, when I listened to heavy metal, I didn't listen to it because it bothered my parents. You know, I was never one right. of those kids who like, I'm going to listen to this to make people uncomfortable. 
I was right, I could make right. people uncomfortable without using music. I was always pretty it, good. It, it wasn't a statement. It wasn't a statement. And for a lot of the kids, it seemed to me a lot of the kids were participating in this more more because it was a statement than because they genuinely enjoyed the music. As an yeah. adult, I can tell you that if you listen to any music often enough, you're going to learn to enjoy it. So, yeah. you know, yeah. whether whether they started and became genuine fans or whether they were genuine fans to begin with is not something that I am qualified to say. What I am qualified to say is it didn't appeal to me and the the lifestyle that my 12 to 16 year old friends were putting on to go with their newfound appreciation of rap also felt what we would call it today. It really did feel like, uh, like appropriation. I'm like, you know what? That's not you. And that's not for you, you know? And I, but genuinely in a non-racist way, like you don't see, you don't know how you look. I know how you look and it's not good. Yeah. And no one would realize it until 2021 we, when yeah, no, know, nobody considered that it was not good at the, at that point. No, lots of people did. I was one of them, but <laughs> you know, a lot of times, and that's one of the really interesting things about, about history in general. They're like, nobody knew, like, no, everybody knew, but the dumb yeah. people wouldn't believe like one of the, you know, Christopher Columbus, it's Columbus day coming up soon. Um, you know, he, the, the, he, he, he got a bad rap. He he continues. He's always gotten a bad rap if you've paid attention. You know, everybody's like, you know, we we worship Christopher Columbus or whatever. I'm like, no, the first thing I learned about Christopher Columbus after hearing that, you know, he discovered that the world was round was like, no, literally everyone knew that the world was round. Like yeah. everything like and I learned this in the fifth grade. It's just I yeah. paid attention and they're like, Christopher Columbus was a liar and a thief <laughs> and his birthday yeah. is October 12th. And I'm like, cool. You know, um, and so it's very much like that. The the idea of, you know, there are people who know, but we don't talk about the people who know because no one was listening to them them and then and everything happened. Yeah. Um, And I'm glad. Go ahead. How much? I'm just going to throw this out there. Like, how much do you think you're like it it, is it systemic that. you know, a new urban something, anything comes up and that like your immediate exposure to it is uh, like negative or steers the, the conversation. Yes, you think as an individual and you see like, oh, you know, either this isn't for me or this isn't uh, something that I uh, can appreciate. But how much of that was like, again, before before appropriation quote unquote was you know such a such a trigger word and you know was there systemic things at play around music at that time uh you know that that were also sort of un, unaware of well i i mean for for i guess i guess for me there was also what you would call like legitimately heavy metal like we were talking about the other week was kind of transferring into hair metal yeah. so I was going so far away from pop music anyway right. that when, when this came up. But here's something else that's horrible about me. And this could, <laughs> again, I, I, don't, I don't believe it counts as racist. I really have come to appreciate 
when I hear it in cars driving by or when a neighbor's playing it. I don't really play it myself. Um, actually, I played a little bit of myself. Um, Spanish rap. It's not called Spanish. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> Mexican, Mexican. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Like, I think it's like Mexican gangster rap. There, There's a name for it. I promise okay. you. I don't uh, know. I'm sure. I don't know it offhand. But it's in Spanish. Uh-huh. And I can't hear how bad the lyrics are. And so I can enjoy it. So it's and it's a little bit more melodic with the the romance no, language. No, it's still no, it's still the beat a bop, beady beat, booty beady beady yeah. beat. I just don't know the words, so it doesn't bother me. I'm like that with opera. I love opera yeah. because, and I hate musicals mm. because the lyrics are just yeah. The, the, the lyrics top, bother easy. me when. Well, it's when you. I'm not a poet. When you when you make these trying too hard to rhyme has yeah. always bothered me. And that right. and that was always like a big feature of rap, even when I was a kid, right? There, this, yes, yes, this, yes. And I'm the only one saying, "Hey, those lyrics don't make sense." And everyone else is like, "That's because you don't have a soul." The rest of us just hear the beat, and it matches up with our biorhythms, right? And I'm like, yeah. "Yeah, but that's a weird rhyme, you know." Yeah. And and that was always that was always a problem for me. Yeah, um, still is that there are plenty of Bob Dylan songs that bother me because the rhyme is just the same wrong. Reason, yeah. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> never, 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 as Dr. Dre once said, never trip because if you trip, then you're tripping. <laughs> <laughs> One of the greatest poets of our time. Yeah, well, or as Alice Cooper said, uh, we ain't got no innocence. We can't even think up a word that rhymes. That was <laughs> that's a lyric in school. I, I was. And I'm sure we've talked about this before, but I was uh, generationally three years younger than my my brother, five years younger than my sister. And when Walk This Way, when the Run DMC version of Walk This Way uh, came out, I felt the shift. And they stayed on the one side and I'm and I went I went the other way. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. And part of that was in my mind at that time, the, uh, you know, what, what I was being fed as like, Ooh, you know, rap gangster rap, like, you know, this is going to be terrible for our society, you know? And then I had somebody that, uh, in Aerosmith that like sort of embraced it, you know, did their little thing and seeing them side by side was like, Oh, Okay, so you don't have to just stay in your lane. You know, you yeah. you can you can you can appreciate other things even if that's not within your genre. And I that was like I said, that was a that was a shift for me. And not for a lot of people. Well, Run DMC probably does sing my favorite rap song, which is uh Christmas in Hollis, right? <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, that is that is that is a perfect song. I listen to that every year and uh, mm-hmm. But of course, you don't judge Christmas songs on their merits. You're just like, unless they're <laughs> awful, you know, like like the Christmas shoes one. I hope that guy died of cancer for real. Um, <laughs> but, but, but other than I, that, I don't, how many shows have gone by where you haven't wished somebody death? Oh, it's it's. I actually have a tweet. I don't know where my phone is. I was looking for it earlier, um, but I'll be I'll be putting it up later as a as an official tweet. I got a. Um, 
listen to me, everyone, and listen very carefully. No matter whether you agree or not politically with someone, when they text you and ask you to opt out, if you don't want to continue to be spammed, you know that they are a scumbag who needs to die. <laughs> so there is a rule. I, Go ahead. I can't believe I can't believe the the audacity. Well, the thing is that there is a no call list. They, they, yes. they you know, and they're like, "Oh, look, this guy put himself on the do not call list." He probably didn't mean do not text. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Let's ask him. Hey, do you want to get texts from us asking for money three, four times a week? Yeah, you know what I do. Everybody yeah. does. Everybody loves to get texts, spam texts from strangers, you know? And if you give money to one of the, if you give money to anybody that is trying to make a living as a politician, they are going to use it to spam you. And you kind of deserve to get spams, but I don't deserve to get spammed. I don't give any of these assholes money. Um, and so I want to tag them all in the tweet because we had a little back and forth and I'm like, you know, I can't believe you guys. Cause it looked, uh, the, the tweet was Democrat heavy for white Comico County. Um, or it may have been half and half, but the name, I saw a name that I recognized as a democratic person. And I'm like, you know, we really, I really would have hoped that Democrats would be better than this, you know, but I guess now I know why you helped to kill the opt in because there was a bill that said, if you want to text someone, you have to get their permission first. And it failed yeah. Um, yeah. because they want to grub money from me when I'm just trying to mind my own business and they're not allowed to call me anymore. Yeah. And I don't ever opt out. I just uh, text back. I, I, you know, I hope you get cancer and die. And <laughs> I got a response and they're like, I'm like, <laughs> and they're like, this one is a Republican. And I'm like, all right, well, now I guess I think I said, I guess I stand corrected, spammer. Like, you know, like yeah. I broke into your house and geez, it could use a dusting. <laughs> uh, we guess I, I we as I said dusting, it rolled over to 30 minutes, and I guess we'll call it a day there. <laughs> There's other stuff, but really There's other stuff. Real quick. Uh, Ocean's Calling is happening this weekend. Uh, As far as we know, I'll report back next week. Very cool. Um, This weekend in two days, the the October 1st, uh, 29th, 30th, whatever. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So we will, uh, you'll be listening to this as it's already happened. And then the next next episode, we'll. uh, We'll talk about uh, it. I'll, I'll, I'll report back. Very cool. Well, I, how I you like that for it. How you like that for a teaser? That's a hell of a teaser. I got to say, otherwise I got nothing else. How about you? I got nothing. All right. Well, remember at the beach, it's happy hour. Whenever you say it is. <laughs>